0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to season two, episode fifty-one of the Sports Run on podcast. We're going to start out this edition of the podcast by talking about the U.S. Open golf tournament that's going to be st- starting tomorrow on Thursday and running into Sunday. This is a premier golf tournament in the PGA, just because of the fact of the uh, money that's going to be able to be won from winning this tournament and the uh, fact that it's considered a major. Which, if you don't know what a major is, it's it's one of the multiple couple golf tournaments that has a crazy big ability like crazy big winning total for the person who wins the tournament not to mention it is one of the premier tournaments that happens each year the u.s open is one of those tournaments they're they're in there with the masters and a couple other tournaments that are really the premier tournaments just like in any sport there are there there are tournaments just like tennis as i talked about yesterday In, in wimbledon there are just there are premier tournaments that you feel like you need to win to be able to, or, or Wimbledon that I talked about a couple days ago that you feel like you need to win Wimbledon being for men's tennis, men's and women's tennis. So the that's why there's so much there's so much on the US Open because of the fact that it's a major and a lot of people feel like they need to win this major so that they'll be able to have because winning a major, if you don't know, winning a major is not very easy. Like no one's going to tell you that winning a major is easy because it it, it, it isn't like there are so many great players d- at the majors that that are going to be playing in this tournament which is why it just makes it that much more difficult to be able to get a win in a tournament with this high of a skill level overall with all the golfers that are going to be competing in this tournament for a chance to be able to take home this u.s open trophy which with with that said is a ve- is a pretty big trophy so that's um yet another reason that some people are going to want to be able to add this uh win at the u.s open to their resume the thing about the U.S. Open was because of the COVID-19 pandemic with, with it shutting down sports for a while, there was there was no U.S. Open last year, meaning that the, the 2019 champion will be still technically be the reigning champion. Just like the College World Series this year, they they did not play either, making Vanderbilt the reigning champion because they won in 2019. In the same fashion, the, the reigning champion for this would be Bryson DeChambeau. If you don't know who Bryson DeChambeau is, he in most cases is known for how, for his long drives. His drives that go over 350 yards, which is absolutely a crazy ability to drive and still be decently accurate that's mostly what he's known for. He's not, I mean, a lot A lot of people wouldn't say he's known for his all-around game because he has missed cuts from tournaments that a lot of people thought he would make the cut for. So all around, I mean, he did play very well. I watched the US Open the last time it happened that Bryson was able to win it, and he played very well. He played a more all-around game than I've seen him play in these last couple of tournaments, That especially these last couple of majors, such as the Masters that he's played in. So I feel like, with, with that said, I don't know if he's going to be able to be the one to win. I still think there are a couple guys I think are the one to be. A couple of the names are John Rahm and Dustin Johnson. Those are definitely, without a doubt, two of the top. <coughs> Excuse me. Those are two at the top ones. Justin Thomas is another one. And... Um, there's many other many other golfers that are going to be going for this crown. The thing with these majors is that sometimes the winner comes out of nowhere, as it's a guy that just has a great round on this specific tournament, but is not one of the heavy favorites to be able to win this tournament. Like, all right, whenever Bryson played this tournament last, he did not. He was not a heavy favorite to win this. Like, without a doubt, bet, like betting odds wise, he was not a heavy favorite to be able to win this game. Like, without a doubt. Or win, win this tournament, win this four day tournament, and be able to take on this U.S. Open t- trophy. But that didn't really matter because it's, as I said, it's really I feel like in a lot of cases it's anybody's win. It's anybody's chance to try to come up, come up and try to win these game, try to win these big tournaments. I think that's shown over this over this um, PGA season so far that it really the the. Besides Dustin Johnson and a couple others that are really solidifying their spots for being there every single tournament, there isn't a lot of for sure or really just complete certainty follow with having to do with these golf tournaments as a whole. And for and for that reason, it's really hard to pick who you would think would want to win these tournaments. Obviously yes, there are favorites to win these tournaments, but it's just crazy as these other players who are in these tournaments are going to be coming. I mean, just depending on if somebody has a good round and is a good enough player to be able to hold to the end, I mean, it could easily just be their, their trophy just as good as it could be Dustin Johnson, Jordan Thomas, and some of the other favorites that are going to be golfing to be able to go for this um, 2021 U.S. Open crown this year at, at the uh, Winged Foot Country Club. Now moving on to the NBA Finals, Game 4 is tonight, Milwaukee. As I said yesterday, this is a must-win for for the Bucs. I feel like without a doubt this is a must-win for the Bucs. They have to win it. The Suns are up 2-1. This is a must-win, but even this series. And as I said yesterday, which I'm pro- I'm going to reiterate again, that I don't I don't think the Bucks are necessarily out of this series. I think that sh- it showed me a lot on game three playing at home that they're definitely still in this series without a doubt. Would I call them the favorites at this point to still take home the NBA crown. Now I would not. I still would think it. I still. I, I think like a lot of people would feel like it's just the Suns tournament to lose, less so than it is the Bucks tournament to win. Just because based on the fact of how they played in those Spurs, just based on the fact that they're up two one, and that even after this game they're still going to have Game Five and Game Seven back in Phoenix after this Game Four in the Bucks, which is why I think that just makes it absolutely crucial for the Bucks to be able to win this game because they have to try to climb back out of this hole that they have put themselves in so far, to be able to climb their way back into being in contention for this this NBA Finals, to be able to win the win these NBA playoffs. I mean, this, the Suns took Game 1, 118-105, and then took Game 2, 118-108, which, I mean, are still, they're, they're not like crazy close games, like they're not down to the end close games, but they are still closer games. And the Suns do have a less... When they do have. They they do have a less margin of winning in the games that they have won throughout these NBA playoffs than the Bucks do. I mean, they were able to. What is that? They won by thirteen. They won by ten in the game that the Bucks won. They won by twenty. One. If you didn't know, they won Game Three. One twenty. Won 10. and that was the first game that was in Milwaukee. So, with that, I just I really feel like. That this is just a huge must-win for the Bucks because they have to try to get a lot, get momentum back, especially going back into Phoenix. Because as you know, the the only two games they played in Phoenix, as I just said, they lost by fifteen and or thirteen. The last two games lost by thirteen and ten, as I just said. So I feel like this is just huge. I think Giannis has just been playing absolutely crazy in this, in this NBA playoffs and in this I was about to say tournament, but in this NBA playoffs, like the tournament of the NBA playoffs as a whole. I think just in these NBA playoff series that they have played, and he has just been being, playing crazy, and I don't think this has honestly changed. You know, I, again, you're probably going to hear me say this a couple more times before these NBA playoffs are over in these podcasts that I'm doing. I still feel like you just gotta you gotta put someone around Giannis. Like you have to be, you have to build around Giannis. Like you you need to make it a priority. Son, the Sun, the Suns, the Bucks, the Milwaukee Bucks need to make it a priority that somebody else they besides Giannis has to carry this load. Like somebody else has to come up, step up, and be able to carry the load to be able to win these NBA playoffs. So for that reason, I I feel like it's still gonna be the Suns to win this tournament. Unless I can, unless I can, and a lot of fans truly see that one of those guys can like step up, not just on a game, but can step up and drop 30 20 to 30 points, maybe even more than that, to be able to give them that extra boost that they would need. If Giannis doesn't drop 40 or 50 a game, which is a very much a possibility, he yes, he's still he's doing that right now, he's dropping 40 and 10, 45 and 15. Like, he is putting up incredible stats. I'm I'll be the first one to say that. But I just I feel like there's still you got to still put someone around Giannis to be able to give the Bucks a chance to be able to stop the firepower that is these that is the Phoenix Suns see I, I say that but I mean I also think that a big part of it is also the defense. A lot of people don't really talk about the Bucks defense. I mean think about it. they these first two games they gave up 118 points each game. No matter what, that's a lot of points in the NBA It's just it's a lot of points to be given up to still have a chance to win the ball game. This last game, they gave up 100. So with, I mean, I think that yes, that they, building around Giannis without a doubt is a good idea. But I also, I think looking at these stats, seeing, seeing the games that, the one game that the Bucks won compared to the two that they lost. I think also watching, watching these three games, I think it really showed the defensive intensity. Like the Bucks defense really like, the Bucks on the defensive side of the basketball really came out and, and looked like they wanted to play in this game three. And I think that was also a big part. So with that said, I mean, I've been saying a lot. You got to build a team around Giannis offensively to make sure he's not the only one scoring and give him somebody else if he doesn't have the game of his life to fall back on if that if that need if that has to be like that. But with that said, I also think defensively on the side of the ball, if you only let them score if you can only you can score 105 points against the Suns if they only score 95 like they're like yes, 120 was still the biggest the biggest total scored from this series so far by the Bucks in this win. But I still feel like there's still I like that there's emphasis and and they're showing that there's emphasis being put on the defensive side of the basketball to really help them win this games and not just force themselves to score 130 points every game. With that said, now moving on to the last topic of this podcast, the MLB All Star Game. The MLB All Star Game happened last night, with the, the AL was able to take home the crown five to two. This is a mid season classic, and I I just love to watch. It. I thought it was a great game. I I think it's a crazy amount of just the crazy amount of talent that's in this game like there's just so much talent in this game it's just, it's just I don't it's just a crazy amount of talent like it's just it's just crazy to me how much talent I feel like it's, it's just crazy how much talent look now looking at the um the um scoring the scoring that happened during this game we had um Semien, who is se- second baseman he had an infield single put 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 the AL up 1 nothing then Vladimir Guerrero Jr. hit a home run, 468 feet to left, put them up 2-0. Then Guerrero grounded out to second. Then Hernandez was able to score, putting them up 3-0. So, no, oh, and then and then in the fifth, um, Xander Bogarts singled to right and letting Mullins score. So um, right off the bat, go, going into the bottom of the fifth inning, the AL was up 4-0. So this was already a huge lead for them going in halfway through this game. I think on a lot of back, on the back of good pitching by the AL, by show, people like Shoei Atani and others, that were able to really help them be able to kind of push forward and be able to win this All-Star game. I think the pitching was a big thing that the AL was able to rely on that the NL didn't have the luxury of being able to rely on like the AL was. With that said, Rol who's a catcher, did, did hit a homer to right 430 feet for the NL to get them on the board in the bottom of the 5th. So at this point, he's looking: Is this game going to become closer now that it's 4-1? Could they have a couple of big innings? But in the top of the sixth, the very next half of the inning, Zunio, who's uh, another catcher, he hit a homer to right, 433 feet, putting them up 5-1. So at that point, I feel like a lot of people was like, "Oh, that may that may or may not have been that may or may not have been the comeback come and go for the AL." Now going back down 5-1. With that said, they did still score bottom of the sixth in the next half inning. Manny Machado scored on a pass ball by Zuno, and then they had people go to second and third, but they ended up stranding Juan Soto and Cron'sworth at Cron, Soto Juan Soto at second and Cron'sworth at third, and then that ended up being the final for this game. The game finaling 5-2 for the A.O. winning, with Vladimir Guerrero Jr. being taking home the bat or the MVP trophy for this game. Because of the significant, he was actually one is becoming one of the only the, a couple father son duo with him and Vladimir Guerrero Senior that were able to both homer in an All Star game appearance, which is just a crazy stat, and that is what it looking like at this point of why that's what it looked like of why he was able to take home the All Star trophy for the MVP for this game. With that said, this was very fun to watch. I really enjoyed it. I always enjoy this mid-season classic. I always think it's fun to watch and I think it's fun to see so much talent. With this in the home run derby, I always think I just think it's a lot of fun to watch. I think it's a lot of fun for the players to be able to play their game where it's not where it's 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 less about winning or losing and just about having a good time before you go on and move on to your second half of your season. With that said, this wraps up Season 2, Episode 51 of the Sports Run On podcast.